right now, of course, as per usual at this time of uh, the morning, we can bring in the uh, Southland Times main man, Logan Savory, is uh, with us uh, this morning. Good to have you in, uh, mate. We were perched uh, side by side watching that uh, Stags opener down at Rugby Park on uh, Thursday night. Had a yarn to Nathan Burden about that uh, as well before uh, 8 o'clock. Where, where, where do you come down, uh, mate? Good, solid first up performance that showed some promise or another disappointing one that slipped through the Stag season? Oh, look, I, well, well, first of all, I, I couldn't fault the effort, um, you know, and, and, and sometimes, uh, for, for me personally, anyway, that's, that's a big box to, to tick. Um, but, I mean, it was, uh, it would be wrong to, to not um, touch on the fact that it was a game that was winnable, and I'm sure they are disappointed that, that they didn't take that opportunity. Um, they, you know, as you alluded to before, they were... Um, they were in it for a large period of the game. They defended well. They scored a couple of good breakaway um, tries, but just a couple of key moments when they missed those lineouts, you know, late in the game, um, you know, just to, to finish off. And um, you know, as I said, if it was there, uh, but I think you know, it was a disappointing one to, to let slip. I would have thought it's the challenge for for a side like uh, Southland, you know, and, and we can all talk about twenty two in a row and this type of thing. But the reality is. Just, just from a talent level point of view, you've got such a fine margin for error, haven't you? And you're right. You know, you miss a couple of kicks at goal. You miss a couple of line out throws. You know, when you when you're pressuring as well, too, and right in the game, you, you go to sleep and they score two tries in five minutes. You know, around the fifty minute mark, these little things, week after week after week, it was the story of last season, and and unfortunately the story again on on Thursday night. Little things. We just we just got no margin for error. You've got to you've got to have those things fall your way for a, for a, to be honest, a team like Southland to get wins in this competition. Is that about a- fair? Do you think? Oh, absolutely. Look, let's be honest. We don't have. Um, you know, I mean, we did score two long range tries um, and took opportunities there, but generally we don't have. Um, you know, we can't just pile on uh, large numbers of points against teams. We just look, the realistic um, outlook is we don't have that ability. So you're right. We need to take every opportunity. I think we were watching it there, and um, you know, if you if if you took both of those conversions um, in the first half. Um, and you know, in that right late in that first half, we didn't give away that penalty. I mean, we could have gone into halftime fourteen three up. Um, that may not have been a, enough, but still, um, uh, as you mentioned, you know, you you, t- you got to take every bit of uh, every opportunity you get and put a bit of pressure under the opposition. Um, so look, uh, look. The, the thing is, it's, it's only going to get um, tougher. I would have thought from here that uh, you know they're going to have to keep stepping up. But uh, look, wouldn't it be ironic if we haven't won a game since 2016? We go up next week and win the round for the Shield. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, mate. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you and I did say this the other day. You have You cast your eye over that Otago side. I mean. I don't want to be awful, and it's a bit silly when we haven't won a game for a couple of three years. But but still, you go actually, you know, there's there's nothing yeah. that should really hold too many fears for the for the Stags going up there and just throwing everything at it. Do you think? Oh, absolutely. I don't. I don't think. Um, and even people in Otago would admit that that, that they, are, they are as strong as um, they have been in recent years. Um, they've lost a lot of players. They've actually got quite a few injuries at the moment. Um, as you said, we, 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 don't, we don't have the uh, we, we don't we're not in a position where we deserve to be overly confident <laughs> no. in any game. But um, look, I think uh, I think there's, there's nothing to lose. Is you go out there. Um, um, and just throw everything at it and see what happens. Yeah, my oath. Um, 
Interesting. A couple of things as well, too, to, to touch on. Uh, Raby Park's been a centre of a number of conversations that, that you obviously have had uh, printed in the South and Times this week. We well know the challenges that they've got in terms of the venue itself and the challenges that Invercargill City Council has got as well, too, now as owners of the uh, facility. So that's been a topic of a conversation at a at a council level. Plus, of course, the, the news this uh, past week that, uh, that you wrote about, too, with the Highlanders ending this arrangement of playing a game uh, and, and the ICC's underwriting of that game in Invercargill a year early as well, uh, too. So, so let's dig through those couple. Firstly, yeah. in terms of Rugby Park and, and the conversations that I guess that you were privy to at a City Council uh, point of view in terms of where it sits, uh, there's a danger that this one gets parked up in the too hard basket, particularly, to be honest, in election year, without being cynical, but there's a real need to actually get this thing sorted one way or the other, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think you're right there, um, because it has it is brewing to be a real real problem and and one of those ones where it gets shuffled to one side and and, and people think oh we'll worry about that later when when maybe um at the very least um i think as a city we need to know i mean we own this this part uh, we do as a city we need to know what the exact problems are and what the the costs um would be to to get this place sorted and then from there we can um, or the council can make councillors can make some decisions around what needs to be done in the in the future. Because at the moment we we all know uh, from what's been reported and what we've been told is, and well, it's quite obvious that there is some um, some issues down there. But um, we're still not too sort of aware of what um, exactly those issues are and what they will cut a cost to get it all so- sorted. Because um, as you said, it could otherwise get parked in mm. somewhere in the distance and uh, it could just continue to be um, a problem area for us in the future. Yeah, no question. And the other debate, of course, is it's hard not to draw these two together when the Highlanders decide that they're you know, that, that they going to uh, look to and, and, and the City Council appears to have rubber-stamped the fact that, that they're going to pull the pin a year early on this uh, on this uh, game in, in Invercargill as well, too, on an annual basis, too. What's... What's your take, mate? I know you, you know, as I say, you, yeah. you, you've been privy to the conversations at a, at a council level as well and, and looked at uh, various points of view on this one too. Is it related to the, the state of Rugby Park or is it just a pure financial decision by Roger Clark and the Highlanders? Well, from, from what uh, the. So, Claire Hadley, the chief executive of the um, Undercargill City Council, and Darren Ludlow, who's the chairman of the Finance and, uh, Committee, uh, met with Roger Clark and they have said that it. He, he um, told them that it was purely financial, that they, um, that the crowd numbers um, uh, weren't exactly um, huge, I suppose, in Invercargill in one way or another, and the fact that by getting out of this deal, they can give themselves some flexibility of not being locked into um, a game in Invercargill every year and potentially take one elsewhere where they can um, earn some more money. Um, but we only, there was only one year left on the contract, and um, I think uh, a couple of the councillors mentioned that they would have lo- liked to have seen um, that deal honoured, um, but they're not going to stand in the way of uh, releasing them out of that contract. Mm. But just as a bit of background, basically uh, five years ago, the, the council, uh, sorry, the Highlanders come to the council with a potential agreement to the council to act as a guarantor for, for the Highlanders and, and then um, uh, in return that each year they would bring a game. Um, so 2020 is the last year of that contract and obviously the Highlanders have asked if they can end that early, which doesn't bode well for the fact that <laughs> for next year for Invercargill getting a game down here.
No, well, um, uh, you can take that one off. It's cost it's cost the ratepayers a t- grand total of zero dollars, though, hasn't it? Yes, that's yeah. right. I mean, I think that's you know, people said, oh, well, at least we're gonna, you know, I guess if a ratepayer that's not into rugby will go, oh, well, at least we're gonna um, didn't know, cost two dollars. But yeah. the re- reality is that, that gr- agreement didn't cost a thing for for ratepayers. It was just the council was there as a guarantor if things went bellied up with the Highlanders, so um, which hasn't happened. So um, I tend to yeah. I tend to agree with Councillor Pottinger actually, with, and Rangi made a good point. At the end of the day, you know, the reality is it hasn't cost us anything. There's the economic benefit that you get uh, too. It would have been nice, perhaps, you know, when we actually did back the Highlanders to actually think, well, maybe we can capitalise a little, you know, uh, for for next season. But yeah, anyway, that's the uh, that's the decision that's been handed down, mate. We'll keep uh, we'll keep trucking along. I'll just quick yep. word on the South and Rams though. We, as I say, we're gonna we're gonna catch up with Tiwi Wairau, their their coach actually, which in itself is a great story. Here he is. The, this guy really well heralded, former Southlander, but up to Christchurch and talking to Alana last night actually about uh, about this uh, you know he, he's he's been uh, tapped on the shoulder they brought him down on you know flying him down to, to do the uh, Rams games this will be, this will be quite interesting too because these boys have got a few games lined up at home unlike last season when the poor buggers were on the road just about every week <laughs> yeah that's right and it's a great opportunity for people um, that might have not otherwise have um, watched the Rams game yeah. to pop down and have a look over at some stage over the next three weeks because um, they play four games, potentially more, depending on what happens. And um, to have three lined up in a row uh, there at Alice Road or um, wherever in Invercargill um, is a great opportunity. And, and it must be nice for the players because geez, I've, I've covered them over the years and they've done some miles, those guys. That they have. Different games. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Alison, hey, well, uh, I do appreciate it. As always, Sav, great work by you again this week, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up next week, eh? Yep, cool. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. There you go, Logan Savory from the uh, Southland Times. Always good stuff. Plenty to chew into uh, there and certainly plenty to follow over coming weeks as well.